Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, it's going? Forty is presently uh, tidying up some stuff for TCT, so I'm also joined by Ham. G'day. And your host Hamish. All right, let's jump into it. Eels going down 24 to 26 against the Titans. Having a look at some of those team stats after the very poor first half, we then had the lion share of possession with 53% overall. 29 minutes with the ball, completing 85% of sets, 30 from 35. 208 runs, an extra 400 metres, an extra 150 post-contact metres, seven line breaks to five. We only had 22 to the Titans, 41 tackle breaks, but our average set distance was 60 metres to their 45. 263 kick return metres, average play the ball speed was pretty similar. And then looking through the kicks, Titans outkicked us 862 to 575 metres. We forced two dropouts. 50% kick defusal, effective tackle percentage again below 85% to the Titans 86.79%. We made 302 tackles to the Titans 335. We missed 41 with uh, 22 missed for the Titans. They had one intercept. We had 14 ineffective tackles to their 29. Six errors apiece, three penalties to seven. And of course, that's in Burton to Gutho early on. So, Bertie, we'll start with you. Yeah, look, I'm just going to. To quote, or not to quote, to copy Brad Arthur, I don't know how he lost that. Like, you know, you guys, as every episode you talk about the stats, like, we beat them in everything. The only thing I can think of was the penalty count that, the um, you know, we pretty much, you know, I don't know, or outnumbered whatever. So, you know, the difference in this game, and um, it just shows you how, you know, terrible Titans are to a degree, is was the sin binning of Guffo. They scored 10 points. I'm starting to get really ticked off like I'm not arguing with the sim bidding but we we tend to have more sim biddings than other clubs like I'm just off the top of my head I can think of like four or five you know even that Roosters game we had two and it's just and like it just seems like every week or every second week we've got someone in the sim bin while the opposition hardly get anyone in the sim bin so yeah that's like that's the only difference I can think of you know I know everyone's going to point to goal kicking was a difference you know like we're not we're not like St. George Dragons where we're dropping players on, you know, goal kicking. But um, other than that, like... Um, oh, one thing I did notice, um, besides uh, Will and um, Bailey Simonson, you know, we have a very slow back line, like, in terms of speed. And, you know, this could stem from the dummy half or anything, but when our outside backs, like, I'm talking Sivo, I'm talking um, Guffo to a degree, like, all these pl- like players, when they get the ball, or even Hayes as well... It's so slow. Like, our backline moves are so slow motion. And you look at the Titans, they've got speed all across the park, you know. And they, it just seems so quick when they shifted the ball. And that kind of troubled us a bit. Like, we looked like we were in quicksand and the ground didn't suit us as much. Um, it benefited the Titans more. So, that's what I can um, take from this game in terms of, um, yeah, my points. Pam? Yeah, you talk about that. That sin bidding was the difference between the teams, like... Before that, you know, I know that I understand the Titans were on our line when it did happen, but the fact that they scored two tries after, like, whilst Gutho was in the bin and then one directly after, and then after that, Gutho was really chasing points and threw the intercept, like, that's not Gutho's best game, not the King's best game, especially after uh, the coronation the day before. Maybe he was jet lagged and, um, that's why he couldn't um, play so well. But other than that, like, like you talk about the goal kicking there, and it really annoyed me at the time too, and it still annoys me to an extent. Mike Acevo's second try, I believe, it was his second try. Um, 
where instead of you know making the conversion easier, he goes for the big swan dive. Like you see it on the replay, there was no one really around him. He could have run five, ten meters in very easily. That's it's just it's those little things there in this game. It's like it was little things that we gave away, and I was you know our post game was very critical of um, Micah's returns. Uh, they were very slow. There was the, the the only time he returned with intent was when he ran at uh, Kieran Foran and bumped him off. Um, and then I was later pointed out to me that uh, once again Jaden Campbell um, slid in with his knees. I think that was on his second try. Maybe no, one, one of the tries he slid in with the knees, and um, yeah, nothing again from the NRL and match review committee about uh, Jaden Campbell's poor tackling technique when sliding across. Um, once I again, I don't want to sound like a. You know, savage, but I kind of hope he doesn't need one day. It doesn't ACL, so it will teach him to properly learn how to make a tackle. Because, as you you know said, he's not going to change his his habits until he get, hurts himself. So, you know, I'd never cheer for an injury, but mate, the day you do an ACL, I'm not going to shed a tear. Especially coming across like that, like that's first of all, it injured Sean Russell last year, pretty much cut his season off, and then you saw what impact it did to Sevo. Like he just had no, he couldn't run. But then even then, like, I, I've spoken about it with Sivo um, this year where his returns aren't that good. When Gutherson was off, where was the first kick the Titans put down? Went to It went to Mike Sivo. It didn't go to Mitchell Moses as he was playing fullback. No, it went to Mike Sivo. You can say that was a mistake, but obviously that was their kicking plan going into the game was kick it to Micah because, you know, 110 kilos shouldn't be getting dominated in a tackle, especially when you've got time to wind up and meet the defense it's not as if you know someone else has taken a tackle before you and then you've got to you know push through that contact no you've got 20 meters to run hard and meet the defense and he's not meeting the defense the defense is meeting him um, a couple of things from mine as the bench util- utilisation I thought was uh, again off by BA. I don't know why Hodgson was out there at the 60-minute mark. Um, I thought he should have been taken off, you know, five minutes into the second half when it seemed that the the tide was turning and we were starting to get good ball. Um, but you're right, it's a couple of those little things, conceding those 10 points uh, whilst uh, Gutho was off. And then the intercept, that just wasn't good enough. And But the intercept comes down to that really poor service from Hodgson off the mark. You know, that taking three steps out, like he just doesn't pull in markers or he doesn't pull in defence because that, I think he took one run this game, but his knee is just so short that he does not put any fear in the defence when he goes to run the ball because they know it's going to be a pass and somebody else is going to get it. And, you know, Hands hasn't been blameless and he's he, he certainly, um, after that cracker of a game he had in Penrith, he's probably uh, learning his trade a fair bit and, and learning some lessons pretty quickly. But he's just lights ahead of Hodgson at the moment. And, um, you know, the club took a role after losing Marnie to, to bring in Hodgson. And, you know, it's a gamble that you have to take for somebody who used to be one of the best hookers in the game. But those two knee injuries, he's just a shadow of himself. And I don't see him getting much better, um, even with more game time. He's, he seemed to got worse since the, the first game of this season. Um, yeah, I it thought- seems like, you know, I just, I just want to go back to that first point you made, the, uh, the interchange. Why, why, I don't understand why Ryan Madison had that eight-minute spell sort of from this 65-minute mark. We were right on top. You know, we just... We were coming at him 22-18, I believe the score was. Uh, they just had an error. 
why Maddo didn't look tired. He can play 65, 70 minutes plus. And, you know, and the fact that he got 250 metres, 32 tackles, he only played 50, uh, just have a look here, 52 minutes. Why is, he, why is Ryan Madison, especially with Regan Campbell-Gillard out, Ryan Madison should not be playing 52 minutes. This is the one where you play him for 70 minutes. You don't play him for... That, that, that's terrible numbers for Madison. That's terrible well, minutes for Madison. I mean, his first game back, it was against Penrith. He played the whole 83 minutes, so it's not like as if he needs to build up fitness. He he played straight up first game 83 minutes, so I just I honestly think Brad Arthur just gets lost or in the box. He's in his own element. He's focused too much on the game, and he just doesn't know who's on, who's off, how long they've been on, how long they've been off. But um, that's the only explanation I can think of regarding Maddo and even um, uh, Hodgson's minutes, you know? And I think on that as well, I think the gamble of playing Andrew Davey um, to start probably didn't pay off as much. We looked a bit more circumspect on that right edge defensively. Um, whilst he hasn't been a world beater, um, his start to this season for um, for Cartwright has been fantastic. And I don't see why you wouldn't just keep going with something that seems to be working. Um, and, you know, Cartwright stepped up with Moses going off playing that right edge half position. Um, obviously, you had to change there with Andrew Davey, but we're sticking with Davey, but I, I think Cartwright should maintain his position on that right starting edge. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that... Uh, yeah, I said last week, I think the change was to accommodate David for feeder because um, Cardi does have... You know, he's been, he's been very good with the ball. Even in this game, he's very good with the ball. he come on... Uh, played in the middle there, had a show and go, was offloading, was looking to offload, was, you know, actually dangerous with the ball in hand in the middle. Um, but, yeah, when you, when you, I suppose when you got something, you got to play the hot hand. And, it's, you know, playing the hot hand, go back to Hodgson. That first half, like, we were, all, we were constantly going left. Constantly. Why are we going left? We've got Mitchell Moses, who's the best, you know, Incredible agility, incredible acceleration. He's up against Kieran Foran and uh, David Fafita. Why aren't we playing that side? Working David Fafita over on uh, on the on the tackle, get him at marker, and then run the short side onto Mitchell Moses there to run at Foran. Like that to me, that's that's a very simple play, and we've done it because we've done it this year. So it's obviously in our in our mind, mindset to do that. And I understand Dylan had his probably best game of the year, but like we've got that option. We, we we know we can play that. We can play. We can run that play where we have the second row dummy half at marker. Sorry, go short side Mitchell Moses running at the half, and then they got to even if it's three on three, someone's got to make a decision there. And more than and Moses is first of all he's quick enough on the feet, and his hands and brain are quick enough that if the centre or winger jams in, he's able to get the ball out. Like, you've got Foran and Fafita defending up against next to each other. Play that side of the field. Yeah, it's a head-scratcher. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know why Brad Arthur brought him in straight away. And I'm not hating on Davey. But this it's isn't like as if Davey was here last year, so he's familiar with, you know, the people on his inside and outside. The last time he played for us is 2020. You know, he, uh, young Will wasn't there. You know, Hayes Dunster, I don't think he was even on the right, right side. So, like, I don't know... Like and what does that say to Cardi and Dory and like the likes of like Murchie and like all these other ones that can play on the edge, 
where this guy, he's just been there for like not even five days or a week and he's straight away in the starting spot. And it's so much like, I, and this could be a fault on Brad Arthur. He puts so much trust and faith into players. But I, and I'm not saying he, we, he was a reason that we lost, but like that, that foreign try, like he was just too, fu- too cut in, sorry, too far inwards. Uh, the second try, sorry, he was too far inwards, and I just feel as though um, it was just it was just set up. It was a, it was a sorry, it was a decision that only had negatives to it, in my opinion. It was only going to end one way, and um, yeah, I just, it's unfortunate what happened. And I think just on that as well, um, you touched on it before with that RCG out. Um, the backs they've got to get into it and start rucking the ball out. There's just not enough ruck work from our own end um, being done by the back um, three, in particular Sebo. Um, it needs to be a lot better in that department. Uh, I thought Simonson's at it a little bit um, coming there. He sort of runs with no fear. Um, but we just, we always seem to go face to face and not hitting those gaps, especially on the return work um, with Gutherson. You know, he always gets picked up and dragged back 10 metres. It's just, it's frustrating that we don't seem to utilise our back players to make those uh, metres. We're so much more reliant on our forwards. And when you're missing one of the best forwards in the game, uh, it's going to have a pretty uh, devastating impact. But. Um, the thing is, all, like, I see know. with Gutho getting dragged back there, like, to me, that's our wingers need to drop back, maybe even a tackle earlier, get ready for the kick, and then Gutho has to use them. Like, he's, he's shaped to pass a couple times. I'm not sure if they're ready or not, but that's how you get Gutho one-on-one or two, even two-on-one rather than three and four-on-one in a, in a kick, kick uh, return. But that comes down to, you know, Hayes still is, is you know, he's, he's capable to play, but he's not 100% ready to come back into um, first grade at this time. And that shows by nine, nine runs. Um, and then obviously his centres can't drop back. So it's like, it's just this, yeah, our back five. Well, I, th- I think Will and Bailey do a good job rucking the ball out on second and sometimes third tackle. But yeah, it's, it's those... It's a back three there. We're just we're not we're not getting enough from our wingers at the moment. And but the thing is, who, who do you put in? We we don't have. We took a gamble on Sam Louisu being top thirty. We took a gamble on Momosia being top thirty, and we haven't filled our top thirty. We're still at twenty seven. And then plus Mitch Rain. So take those three guys out. There's twenty four. So we're basically picking from twenty four players each week at this point which, you know, that's up to recruitment. If what, what, what can the first grade coach and his staff do with 24 players and they, and they can't pick anybody else at the moment? Yeah, it's a glaring hole in um, recruitment and retention there with the outside backs. There's just, um, you know, it's not up to standard, especially with the forward pack we have. That, that back line standard just isn't there. You've got, what, one player out um out of your two wingers and two centres who is uh, reliable week on week and it's a bloke in his second year of football who could still be playing SG ball. Like, it, it's just not good enough from the outside back. So um, they really need to do a lot better. All right, well, a very dour outcome there. We slide to four and six on the season um, and we've got a string of winnable games coming up um, other than probably South Sydney. So That's the thing, you're like, you can't lose to the Titans, to the... Excuse my language. To the fucking Titans, we lost. That's like losing to the Tigers. It's it's shameful losing to the Titans. Even though they've been better this year, they're a terrible football team. They're terribly coached. They've got 
you know, they've got some all right players, Tino, Farmasulawi, uh, I couldn't name you anyone else that's good in their in their t- oh that the new the winger, he seems alright. But losing to the fucking Titans, that's that's poor. That's really poor. It shows us oh, sorry, sorry, I was gonna say I was just gonna say it just shows you how, how critical a sim binning is because that was a difference in the end, really. So like just be smarter. Like I know I don't know how Guff, what Guffer can do, but you just gotta be smarter. Try not to get Simbin. <laughs> Maybe that should be the motto this week. Instead of straight complete set, whatever, you know? Well, I think another one would be fucking kick pressure. How do we let Tanner Boyd kick us to death? Every, every single set seemed to start within our own 10 metres, and it was because there was absolutely zero pressure. And Kieran Foran can hardly will, kick a ball. Yeah, that's one thing I will give credit to Hodgson. When he is a dummy half, he actually pressures the kicker. That's the one thing he does well. Yeah, but to get kicked to death by Tanner Boyd, who bloody hell, he could, he could hardly play seven all of last year, and... You know, he hasn't had the, the greatest career this year, so, yeah, just not good enough. All round, lots of issues. Uh, a game where we didn't have too, uh, as many issues, although it, it was looking pretty shaky and late in the piece. Uh, Eels, 32 to the Western Suburbs. Magpies, 30. Tri-scorers, Lumi Lumi, Jack Murchie, Jordan Rankin, RC, Sean Russell, and Matt Dury. But the tri-scoring finished in the 52nd minute and then went to sleep thereafter. Ham, you were out there. Yes, I was out there. Um, nice, lovely day out at uh, North Sydney Oval. Um, I thought we were going to run away with it. <laughs> we, we had our hands on the ball. We were looking good, uh, running shapes on the edges. Um, Arthur put Murchie over for a nice try. Dury hit a hole, had a beautiful one of the best offloads I've ever seen uh, to Jordan Rankin for a try. Uh, many Luke looks sharp. I'm keeping an eye on him. I think, you know, you're talking about re- recruitment and retention and... With Hodgson the way he is, and we've only got really, we've only got one hooker in the thirty in development. I think this many Luke, without a an arrow preseason, he's doing he's doing well. He's doing really well. He looks sharp. Um, he likes to explore his options out of dummy half. He's not if he sees a second marker that's being lazy, he'll take his advantage for it. Um, so I like him. I think uh, don't know what his contract situation is. Uh, but even a development contract at this point for him, just get him on something because I think you can, I think you can mould something there with him. Uh, Dejan Arcy, ball in hand. There's a reason why uh, since he's gone to fullback, that Arthur's numbers have started to go down in try assists and line break assists. It's because they're going to Dejan Arcy. He's fantastic. He caught one really nice bomb. When he put down, he dropped the dropped the kickoff as well. So, without the if you could if you could bring him on from the thirty to forty out attacking the line, you'd have the the, the complete player. After that, or before that, I should say, uh, not 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 so much. Um, the Magpies here they really attacked our right side with Sini and Tupo. Um, Tupo's obviously coming in. Because again, we just we just don't have wingers, so we've got him, I believe, from Wenty. Uh, so that's where the Magpies really uh, took it to us, and that was come after many Luke um, was interchanged for Jaden Yates, and that really sort of put a halt on our attack there. Um, but positives, Luke already continues his really good form. Um, I, th- I think another another year, another preseason, he'll be ready for first grade. 
Tony Mateli, I really liked him in the middle. Uh, the work rate wasn't quite there. Eight runs in 50 minutes, but in those eight runs, he nearly made 100 metres. And his defensive problems weren't as exposed as they are on the edge. Um, who else was there? Oh, if the Magpies or the Tigers aren't going to be playing Justin Matamua, I'd be going for him as well. He he made a lot of metres late in the game in this match. So... Um, but we've got enough middles, so probably don't need to. Now you can always have another hooker and another middle. Never goes wrong. Uh, all right. Uh, and Ham, yeah, there was some of the, the junior rep city country stuff going on. Did you, uh, in the dark, I watched a little bit of the Koori knockout on um, Sunday uh, morning, uh, but that Newcastle uh, team was just way too good. <laughs> Seems to be. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were. It was around about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. They were, they were killing it. Whatever. Whatever they were. The Newcastle team. <laughs> Shows how much I was paying attention. Um, all right. Indigenous round jersey has been revealed. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Pretty schmick. Yeah, it seems all right. I don't really remember it, but I've got enough jerseys, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, when they're 180 bucks a pop, uh, yeah, can't get too many more. Uh, then other news: um, Moses, the mandatory 11-day stand down with the category one. Unfortunate, they're just trying to stop a breakaway and cops a, a knock to the head um, on on the hip there. Um, he has had a couple of um, head knocks in the last you know 12 months, so something to keep an eye on there. Any other news? I don't think so. I I, no. Oh, Newcastle went to Bali. Did we discuss? <laughs> no, yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to be an Arrow Three Sixty. Yeah, no. We we don't really care. Um, all right. Well, let's jump. Well, if into- we're Arrow Three Sixty, I don't want to be Buzz Bot. So you can be Buzz, and I'll just be well, Brett Reed. Well, well can't he? <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, flag. Round 11, Saturday, 13th of May, 3.40pm, which will see the Eels taking on the Raiders at GIO Stadium. Ham, I hear you are down there for all three games. I will be down there for all three games. Um, I have the balaclavas ready, uh, having peen ham soup being made up. I'm stopping at the Trappers Bakery to get some fresh bread. So that'll be my lunch, possibly dinner. Um, I love, honestly, I love the Canberra trip. I really enjoy Canberra, you know. Controversial opinion, but Canberra's pretty cool. Well, mate, I'll be joining you down there, but not for the flag, but I'll be down there for the first grade at least. Um, but, you know, I, I don't mind uh, Canberra, and uh, if you're down and around, come out to Mooseheads and get on the drink and um, start fighting. How much are they paying you guys both to say that? Because I've been to Canberra once and I find it boring. No, it's actually it's actually really good now. Like a lot of restaurants, a lot of bars, Mooseys. Three, uh, last time I was at Moosey's, it was um, $3 vodka Red Bulls. Oh, I'm shit. Bring now. it back. Bring it I'm back. Ba- <laughs> I'm moving to Canberra. Fireworks. Can drive a nice car on my peas, you know, a turbo car. Let's move to Canberra. <laughs> and go to, and get $3. Look, I, with inflation, they might be $4.50 now, but... Um, I, <laughs> I mean, to a Russian, that's just that, that's like heaven. So, yeah. You need your peach snaps, though. Peach snaps on the side. Uh, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> I don't um, know about that. <laughs> but just looking at the team list there for the Eels, so a couple of the SG Ball um, players come in. So you see Richard Penasini coming up, uh, Tuabate, he, he was SG Ball. Yeah. Ethan Sanders coming up. Um, my man, uh, who has been up there for a while, Matthew Komalafi, maybe he's the replacement for Sivo going forward. Needs to spend some more time up in New South Wales Cup when he gets uh, up to it, but uh, slowly building. The, oh, I, I, I like that back line. One, one to seven. That's it's big. It's fast. Um, I, Lindsay Munro's not big, but he's he's definitely fast. Terrell Williams, I like him. Uh, Richard Penasini, good to see him on the wing. I think that. It was good in, in the centres for SG Ball, but I think the wing might be his spot, especially on the right wing. I was going to ask you if uh, Dick was better on the wing or not. Uh, well... <laughs> That's uh, what his mates call him, isn't it? That's, it's short for Richard. Could, it, it is short for Richard. Um, I was going to say that uh, Dick might be better at inside centre, but... Um, yeah, maybe he's better on the, on the flanks. Can find a gap. <laughs> Um, and Jacob Davis uh, playing in hooker. Uh, do you have any prospects on him coming through? Or um, he was—I can't remember if he was SG Ball eligible last year or not. But it's interesting that uh, we'll talk about it later. But Nick Lanaz, who was playing lock, um, Jacob Davis was probably playing twenty-five to thirty minutes at dummy half, and then Nick Lanaz was um, moving into that hooker role with uh, Davis going back to the bench so it is interesting that uh, he's the only recognised dummy half um, in the team obviously Ned Hicks is a centre half lock so maybe he slots in there for a little bit but Davis is an interesting one because he's a former centre so he's he's, he's a pretty big body um, for a hooker and he is quick off the mark so um, I'll be keeping an eye on him specifically this week because um I think you'll probably be getting ooh, probably be getting 50, 55 plus minutes for this one. So it, it'll be interesting. And then just looking at prospects, is the younger um, Arthur expected to come up and play in the SG Ball squad at some point, or is he still a bit young? Um, well, he's, he's a year young for SG Ball, so he's still only 18. But I think skill-wise and fitness-wise, he, he's, he's got jersey flag covered. In my, he'd be one of the better dummy halves in this competition. It's just size, just physically. Uh, obviously, chops him down. He's got a really good tackle technique, but um, yeah, you, you want to watch that because you don't want to put him up too early and have him get starting to get injuries. Because once, you, if you start getting injuries at this age, that's sort of it's, especially as a hooker where you're going to be making forty to fifty tackles a game like Matt does. That sort of it's it's not good to get stuck in injuries at this time in your career. So he might have a game or two off the bench. I could probably see it, but I'd be looking at more play another year of SG ball, and then go next year and flag maybe even cup. All right, then moving on to reserve grade, which same venue, five twenty p.m. Um, and I assume you've got the uh, the long uh, long pants, long shirt underneath the uh, the jersey coming out in this one. It's going to be cold. The um, long johns, I think. I'll be taking those down as well. 
get the uh, Under Armour skins all the way underneath to keep them warm. Uh, but having a look in this, there's a fair few players who have played first grade for the Raiders coming out. Um, you've got Xavier Sha- uh, Savage, rather, Harley Smith Shields. Uh, you've got tr- a former Eel Trey Mooney, who's their captain there. Uh, Corey Harawira and I are at lock. Uh, that's the majority. There's a Josh Allen, but it's not the Josh Allen who played on the wing. Um, but then for our squad, it looks like uh, they're almost getting back to full strength here with uh, Dijon Arce playing at fullback, Lumi Lumi, who's uh, Chris Tupu. Um, where did he come from? Uh, Wenty, I believe. And then Jaden Yates playing in the halves. He sort of filled in at nine, I guess, but um, and played a bit of nine in preseason. But it looks like uh, you are right in that many. Luke is getting that favoured position there at starting hooker. Um, Jura Momosia playing at starting prop. So uh, have you spotted much of Jura um, playing in reserve grade now? Is he getting better or are there still some concerns? Um, he just seems to just be on the field last week I didn't really notice anything good or bad um, which is a positive especially when before you'd notice him because he was doing something bad so if he's just being neutral um, I mean it's not good that he's top 30 and he's being neutral you want him to be in this grade and sort of pulling out numbers like Offihiki Ogden is um, but it, it's, it's an improvement on where he was at the start of the season um, Kai Rodwell, he's been sort of more, more favoured off the bench. Is there a reason for that? Um, I haven't. He's, he's, he's only just come back. He, he no, didn't play last. Injury, did he? He's coming back from an injury because I don't remember. Oh, he's made six appearances this year. So uh, one, two, five, six, seven, eight. So he missed last, maybe suspension last week, and the week. Wait. Wait, what round are we up to? 10. Round 11. Round 11. Maybe he's just... Okay. All right, well, let's get to the main affair. 7.35 p.m. Saturday, 13th of May uh, at GIO Stadium. So same venue. Raiders in 9th, taking on the Eels in 13th. Sorry, go back. Uh, Nick Linaz, New South Wales Cup debut. If you're down there, uh, keep an eye on him. He's got... I can't remember if, he's, if he wears the headgear or not, but he's got bleach blonde hair. Uh, really good tackling technique. Um, plays lock dummy half. Dummy half, he'll he'll take a run out, and he's got good good passing from the ground. Uh, lock, he'll just hit it up all day, and he's also got a bit of ball playing in him. So I, I like Nick. He's only twenty, turning twenty this year. So um, I think he's one to look out for making his New South Wales Cup debut after being eighteenth man last week. All right, well, back to first grade. So looking at these lineups for the Raiders, Sebastian Chris at fullback in on the wings, Albert Hopawate and Jordan Rapana. In the centres, Jared Croker and Matthew Tomoko. In the halves, Whiten and Jamal Fogarty. The forwards, Joshua Papali'i, Joseph Tarpani, Zach Wolford starting nine. Second row is Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, Corey Horsburgh at 13, Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Basami Solo and Atta Mar- Mariota. Uh, 
on the interchange bench. Savage, Smith, Shields, Corey Hara, Wiranara, Trey Mooney, and Jorge Bapuru all on the extended bench. And then for us, Clint Gustin at fullback, Sivo Dunster on the wings, Penasini and Simonson in the centres. Dylan Brown at 5'8", with Jake Arthur coming in as a like-for-like, well, not a like-for-like, but <laughs> at least a starting seven replacement for Mitch Moses. Widermu Gregg and Junior Paulo starting props, Josh Hodgson at 9. Sean Lane, Andrew Davey in the starting second row with Jermaine Hopgood at lock. Bryce Cartwright, Brendan Hands, Ryan Madison and Makahesi Makatoa on the interchange bench with Sean Russell, Ofiki Ogden, Matt Dury, Dejon Arcee and Kai Rodwell in the extended bench. Uh, Bertie, what do you like about that? Um, to be honest, oh, I don't know. Look, Jacob Arthur's, you know, he's in the, in the side. Like, I'm happy about that. You know, um, I'm a, I was a bit worried when uh, Moses went down. I was thinking, who do we got? And I realised, you know, we got Arthur there, and you know, he's he can just he's the type of player who do his job and doesn't overplay his hand, and that's what you want really when um, when you when the rest of the spine are like your dominant ball handlers. So, other than that, um, Widemu, he's just gr- he's just getting better week week and week. Like I don't know if it's just because um, he's building up his fitness, but. Like he's get, he's getting very hard to stop. Like he's breaking a lot of tackles. Uh, his po- post contact meters are going up. So um, yeah, other than that, um, I'm actually worried about the Raiders. I don't you know, normally say that. Like they're they're forward pack. You know, I said it um in the Discord. They're, they're not afraid. You know, to throw their body around and bash. You know, bash the. They get very physical. And you know, um, just look at that team. Like you look at like Papa Lee or you know he's a Queensland rep player. Joseph Tapane, you know, plays for New Zealand. Hudson Young's on the bubble for, you know, New South Wales. Elliot Whitehead played, you know, for England. And Horsburgh, the same thing with um, Hudson. He, you know, he's on the bubble. So this isn't like a scrub, you know, forward pack where we're going to roll, you know, roll um, roll over them. So, you know, with us uh, losing Moses, you know, our forwards have to stand up. And if they don't, we're going to get bashed. And, you know, um, I, I, so I'm a bit worried about that. Um, also, I'm worried about Timoko. Like, you know, he's got like... A, I saw somewhere um, he's got like forty tackle breaks so far. You know, it's around ten. So like, he's a very physical center. Um, so if you you know, last week uh, Brian Kelly scored that soft try where you know Cartwright was just you know short arm grabbing whatever. You know, if you don't dig your shoulder into Tomoko, he's going to run over you. So um, other than that, look, I, I want to get my prediction out early. But I think Penasini is going to have three tries. He's going to give Jared Croker a bath. He's got he's got the footwork. He's got the size. You know, he's got the speed. He's going to give Croker um, nightmares. So, you know, and this Canberra Raiders team, they score a lot of points, you know. So it's it's, it's going to be a shootout. So whoever scores the most will win. But um, I'm tipping Penasini to have a very good game against Croker. Him? Uh, I was actually thinking about that too, but I, I think this is the game for Penasini to probably have a career game. Um, he's got a good combination with Jake Arthur. We saw that. In the Manly game last year, um, that was probably one of uh, Penasini's better games. I think Jake just knows a bit more nuances about Will's game, and that's because they've been playing together for nearly ten years now. That's that's you know when you put it in that perspective, that's how long you know they were fourteen when they started playing together, thirteen, fourteen when they started playing together. They're now twenty-one, so it's a better part of a decade they've been playing together. Um, so they know each other's game in and out a bit more. Uh, so we sh- you know, if we get on the attack, that's that's where we need to go. I th- I, th- I 100% agree on that. Um, overall, um, I think this is the game where Hodgson needs to go to Dylan more because 
Uh, yeah, other other side of the field just needs to hit it up and get set to go from right to left. That's what we need to look for in this game. I think Dill, I know he likes to play on the advantage line. He likes to play really flat. Uh, this one, I think he just needs to take a step, step and a half back, play a little bit deeper, um, maybe play a little bit before the line, have Laney coming in on the unders there um, just to open him up, just to make sure he's still got his option on the fourth and fifth tackle there. Um, your kick option has to be to Jordan Rappiner because, you, you know, he's always good for something dumb. He's always good for a drop. So that's there's your that's your fifth kick option. I think if we can withstand that starting pack, it's a, it's a very good pack. Eight, eight to thirteen, very very good. But fourteen to seventeen, I'm looking at it. I'm going Tom who, Emre who, Pasami who, Atta who. I've no idea who these people are. That's that's where I'm going, and I'm looking. I'm going Bryce Cartwright. Ryan Matteson when these guys come on that's what we need to do so that starting forward pack we just need to get through our sets complete 12 out of 12 15 out of 15 we need that high percentage we need to get to our kick and we need to chase them down hard and we need ball in hand because whilst as Bertie said this this Canberra team has got points in them but they've also got a lot of errors in them uh, Rapana, good for a drop ball. Jack Whiten, good for a kick out on the full. Papali'i, good for an error. So they have their weaknesses too. We, we need to play that where we need to play high percentage footy, need to be smart, get to our kick, and most importantly, what, what's 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 our goal this week? Don't get sinbinned. Having a look at that, the form guide here. So the Raiders are on a four-game winning streak. Wins against the Broncos, Dragons, Dolphins, Bulldogs after getting uh, annihilated by the Panthers. Uh, obviously, our form, form guide not as good uh, going win-win, loss-win-loss. Uh, last couple of meetings, we beat them 28-20 to last year in May. Uh, that was at their home stadium. And then we beat them in the finals, obviously, at Combank Stadium, which was 40-4, which was a bit of a thrashing in that first, uh, that second week of finals. Uh, but then looking at points scored overall, they've only scored 187 to our 246, and they've conceded 224 to our 214 um, on the average season stats. So they're not scoring as many and conceding a bit more. So certainly a game we can win, but having a look at the wins that they have uh, chalked up, over the last uh, four rounds, um, you know, they've knocked off the, the Broncos, which are probably the uh, second to south. Yeah, second to south there. Dragons, Dolphins, Bulldogs, uh, not as big a scalps. Um, although the Dolphins, they will get you. They will get you. Um, but playing down on their home turf where we haven't had as much joy, which only sees us winning five from 18, uh in the NRL era, so I think you're right there, Birdie. Their forward pack is something to be worried about, but I also think, you know, at least their their two starting wingers, um, they can take a carry out of their back end. They can cause, uh, they can take up some meters, and they have some flash about them as well um, when they're playing on the outside. You've also got Jack Whiten, who's sort of uh, after the whole um, contract saga is now um, looking to play uh, some 
some better football, I think it is now that he's got his uh, his future under, uh, already signed with South Sydney for next year. Um, I think once he's put that behind him, he can play some of his better football. And Jamal Fogarty, he was in our system for a while. We know him uh, quite well, bit of a game manager, but uh, can be put under pressure, not the flashiest halfback. Um, but really where it comes down to is that starting forward pack. If they get a roll on early, this could be um, pretty difficult down in the nation's capital. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's always a tough game down in Canberra. It's going to be like four degrees. It's going to be so cold. But I love, I love the cold. Bring it on. They, they Bring have on a Canberra. weakness. It's Sebastian Chris. He's not a fullback. And you know, you look at um, last week. Reed Marty catches him out with that forty twenty. So even if we kick early, like you know, on fur tackle, you know, or fourth, like he I, I, he still has to learn like the roles and where to position himself. So maybe we can kick towards use Bailey speed. You know. Um, and kick for him a bit earlier, but like um, I can see us targeting, you know, Chris. You know, if Moses was playing, oh man, he'd be kicking four forty twenties. He'd be putting up those bombs, like you know, he'll be terrorizing him. But um, I feel as though we can target that. Um, but that's the only weak spot I can think of. Really, that and the bench, like Ham said. So yeah, I think that's all right. All right, birdie predictions. Well, I said earlier, Pinnacini will score a hat-trick, so I'm going to go Pinnacini first try-scorer. He's going to score a hat-trick, and, um, yeah, I think, uh, look, <laughs> if we if we don't get one Simbin, if we walk away with no Simbin, I'm going to be happy. I'll take it as a dub. So, no Simbins, it's a dub for us. It's improvement. But, um, yeah, I just want to see us um, just, just go, you know... We pride ourselves on our pack. We, you know, we're one of the best packs in the comp. You know, we bashed up Penrith pack, you know, for our first win of the year. So, you know, if I'm Brad Arthur, I'll be sticking a mission. Um, you know, and we did this last year. Try and limit their run meters to less than, you know, I don't know, 800 or 600, whatever, whatever that target it is. You know, and try and limit that and then go from on, you know, go from there. So, yeah, I'm not going to tip a big win like last week, but uh, I'm going to go para 26, uh, Raiders 14. Raiders do love a penalty shot at two for penalty goal, so. Yeah. Him. Um, just before I do my prediction, you're, you're pointing out the for and against for us for both teams. Got me to just have a look at the ladder. If we, <laughs> this is how, like, the, 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 the doom and gloom, I suppose, is so far off. Like, that big loser, poor, big, big loser, most ever losses in the NRL, Paul Gallen, comes out and is like, oh, Penguin, not going to make the eight. Mate, if we'd beaten, or as we should have beaten the Titans, and if we'd won that round one game against the Storm, we rocket up into fifth from 13th. So, you know, that that fat loser, steroid-using, uh, peptide-injecting loser wants to say that we won't make the eight. Well, guess what, Paul? You're not going to make the eight because you're not playing footy anymore, so suck eggs. And um, I should just say that's all Ham's opinion, and <laughs> not of all all of us are bound by that. Uh, but that's his honest belief and opinion. The my opinions are very much reflective of everybody in the podcast. And if Paul Gallon wants to challenge us to a boxing match, uh, we are we will all happily take him uh, four on one <laughs> <laughs> and die and still die. <laughs> Um, but you do make a good point, like just, and the ladder's completely fucked with all this buy point bullshit. Um, but for all the doom and gloom, most teams are on five and five wins, four losses. Where we're four and six, so it's you know we're not too far out of it. You know? and that's, yeah. It's just like it's little tiny things, and that's why I think you can be so critical 
because you, you if if it was something as easy like when you're the tigers or the dragons and you could just say oh it's our attack that's not good or oh it's our defense that's not good like you could just go it's a big picture thing whereas in each each game you can pick one little thing that we've lost or a reason why we've lost and that's why it's so why it's easy to be critical of Parramatta because it's it's a one or two defining moments whereas when you're losing like those other teams are losing it's just like ah we lost that's all you can say um but in saying that I'm Birdie's Birdie shouldn't be going first uh I think this is a rort I'm going to bring it up later uh because I'm also going Will Penasini first try scorer uh Parramatta 16 to Canberra Eight. Yeah, and I want to be what you guys are on. I think um, both of these teams are great defensively and there'll be more points scored. Uh, so put me down for Eels 32 to the Raiders at 26. And uh, Sivo, uh, try scorer on the left edge. Um, one thing we... Well, no, he'll he'll um, fall over on the wing. Uh, he'll get back that try um, where Rapana uh, shoulder charged him out, but that was okay because you're allowed to shoulder charge when you're trying to stop a try, apparently. <laughs> um, and and also lead with your knees as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a tough. I think it's a tough battle here in the nation's capital um, against a Raiders team that's been pretty good um, in the last... Although their their level of opposition has probably been a lot less than ours. Uh, but uh, it, it's certainly a test for us here and it'll be a test without Mitch um, being there. But I expect Jake to, to step up and do a job and I really expect Dillbags uh, Dil to, um, to really step up on that left edge um, without the other controlling half there. But I think Hodgson just can't have a game like Marnie had um, against us earlier in the year. I think he needs to be in control of himself here coming up against his former team and just not overplay his hand. And if he only gets 30 minutes, um, you know, he, he's not entitled to have an 80-minute game against his former club. And I think his form at the moment is just enough for a moonlight performance. Like, he, he doesn't need to be the star in this team. And you've got somebody like Hans who can come on and get the forwards rolling onto the ball, get quickie dummy half to service, give the ball to the halves in time and not take those crab steps and, and hold the ball up. I think you just need to get hands on there at about the 30, 35-minute mark when the Raiders go to their bench, which, as you've said, isn't as heralded as um, their starting pack. Well, the one good thing is that the Canberra weather might um, mimic the weather of Hull. I just have a look at the weather in Hull. Currently, in the spring, it's 16 degrees uh, in in all, as 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 uh, Josh Hodgson would say, in all. So, um, sorry, <laughs> that was awful. Sorry, <laughs> but maybe maybe that might bring out the sorry. That was terrible. That might bring out the spark in him. Well, up against his former team, it could be a revenge game or it could be a get-in-his-own-head-and-have-a-Barry-Crocker game when we're hoping it's to be the former rather than the latter. Um, but if he is having a downward game, I guess uh, there's a good thing is that you've got a ready-made replacement on the bench in hands. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. A little bit down, a little bit down, um, but still there's a long way to go. And looking over the next you know, six weeks of football, there are so many winnable games there. Um, all we need to do is to get pretty much back to 50-50 and then our run over the 
um, origin period and towards home is a lot easier. Um, but for, I guess, the last three games, pretty difficult. Broncos, uh, Roosters and Panthers will be tough games. But uh, in the middle of all that, there, there are a lot of winnable games if this team can start putting it together. You just, you just got to string, you know, and it's easier said than done, like back-to-back wins or even three wins in a row and you're in the top four, you know. that's the, This competition's so even and close. Just, you know, back-to-back wins and, you know, we're already back up there. Well, that's the thing. From third down to 15th, it's... I know, I understand by points, but there's one win. That's the difference between... Oh, how are the Knights that far up? Because they've had the bye. And they've had and, a draw. Uh, the draw, yeah. yeah. Uh, do so away yeah, with bye points, that, please. Just they they have them. the three wins, but excluding the Knights, from third to, four, to 15th is the one win difference. That's it. Incredible, incredibly tight competition. Thank Very you, Daddy so. Valandis. <laughs> it was all he's doing. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll leave it there for another week, and thanks again for joining us on the Power Podcast. Cheers. Says later, go Power. Nice. We raise our voices to you.